The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Recruiter's Lounge originally aired on March 20th, 2006. Back then, I spoke to Russ Moon, who was on the National Research Recruiting and Reporting Team over at KPMG. Our topic was time management strategies for recruiters. Listen up and listen to his wisdom (laughs) after this. Launching an innovation in HR tech is no small feat. With all of the noise and countless vendors in the market, sometimes the most promising innovations don't get the chance they deserve to impact HR. And while early and growth stage founders are highly innovative, most aren't experts at scaling revenue to drive growth and support their vision, which can mean the end of the road for many startups. That's where Pure ACV comes in. We've had the great fortune of working with some of the most innovative brands in HR tech for over three decades to build compelling messaging and solid, scalable teams that drive growth, giving these innovations a chance to impact how HR is done. To learn more, visit us at pureacv.com. And one more thing before we start the show. Do you know about Glossary Tech? Glossary Tech is a set of free online tools that help non-tech people understand complex technical terms. The toolkit is widely used by sourcing and recruiting communities worldwide, including recruiters from Amazon, Google, Facebook, and Microsoft. With no investment in marketing, its website that offers a glossary of IT terms and a resume scanning tool gets 7,000 unique visits every month, not to mention the Chrome plugin with over 13,000 installs, more or less. If you'd like to get your brand in front of recruiters, sourcers, and trainers from Europe and the USA, consider becoming a sponsor of Glossary Tech. Check them out online at glossarytech.com. That's G-L-O-S-S-A-R-Y-T-E-C-H. Just like it sounds, glossarytech.com. And now, on with the show. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. Welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. It's been said that a recruiter's work is never done, and I tend to agree. Learning new requisitions, hunting talent, interviewing talent, introducing talent to management, closing the deal, and repeating the process is necessary. Uh, Managing all of this is difficult, but mastering a process of time management takes talent and a bit of education. Well, my next guest has both. Russ Moon will be sharing time management strategies for recruiters next on The Recruiter's Lounge. Russ Moon. 
Russ is a member of KPMG National Research Team. He is an AIRS certified internet recruiter and an AIRS certified diversity recruiter who holds an MBA from Strea University with high academic honors. How are you, Russ? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me in the recruiter's lounge. <laughs> My pleasure. I was looking at this uh, recent uh, magazine, Fortune, I believe it was, and on the cover they're talking about time management. Uh, and, you know, as they say, a recruiter's work is never done. But understand that you somehow manage somehow to stay ahead of the curve. But what is your secret for time management? Okay. My secret for time management is large doses of caffeine, <laughs> B12 injections, and portable oxygen. <laughs> okay. And I've had two of those just prior to these calls. <laughs> to this call. I'll share with you a handful of easy-to-execute behaviors that can make a difference for you and possibly some of your listeners. Okay. And there will be some recurrent themes evident if you listen closely. Sure. Uh, first of all would be planning. We need to be fundamentally sound. So we need to start off by backward planning from your desired result to determine what must occur today, now. Mm-hmm. What has to happen and then plan backwards from there. So what has to happen today, tomorrow, this week, this month, for you to achieve your desired result? And then once you've determined that, break your work down into bite-sized pieces that you can actually achieve in a certain segment of time. For example, I might say to myself, okay, I'm going to mine at least five candidates in the next two hours. So I'm giving myself a bite-sized goal that leads to the bigger goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second uh, issue would be staying tethered to activities which move you towards those goals that you considered strategic before you became, quote, busy. There are a lot of things that happen during the day that can distract you from your strategic goals, but when I say tethered, that means you're not going to move too far away from those things that are going to, those activities, they're going to result in you completing the task that you're responsible for. Okay. Okay, the second uh, issue would be a couple productivity hints. The first one is let the washer, dryer, and dishwasher run while you vacuum. <laughs> And this was some advice uh, a friend of mine gave me some time ago. And he, you know, I was going to visit him. He says, you know, do you have dirty clothes? Why aren't you letting those wash while we're out? They can be done when you come back. And so contrary to some expert advice, Mm -hmm. I attack my email the first thing, but I don't allow it to absorb my entire being. So I come in, I open up my primary email account, and I will rapidly scan through that email, providing either a prompt response, I will ask a question, or I will delete it if it adds no value. But I'm going to get my email churning to get the answers that I need answered that particular day to achieve my goals for that day. So later... While I am performing these other tasks that were considered strategic before I got busy, Mm -hmm. those questions are getting answered in my background via email. My phone is going to start ringing with the person I need to speak to on the phone, and this is happening while you've already started something else. 
and I will devote initially when I come in 30 to 40 minutes maximum, but I won't let it absorb me, but I'm, I'm keeping that time limitation to force me to rapidly either delete it if it's no value, respond to it with a quick answer, or ask the questions to get the answer that I need. Okay. The second tip would be using multiple monitors. I have run a two-monitor setup for about 18 months now, and it has increased my productivity at least 25%. Hmm. It's a very nice setup. You can run, you can configure it to your own needs, but the way I normally will do it is I will run all of my emails or social networks on one monitor. Mm-hmm. I can have different windows open, you know, for, say, LinkedIn and another one for Outlook and another one for Gmail and another one for whatever email programs I'm going to use, and then I could have my search engines on the other screen. And it will also make it very easy if you are mining information from one document and you're going to put it in another document. Let's say you're taking something from Word and you're going to put it in Excel. You could have one document open on each screen and just jump back and forth cutting and pasting. makes it go a a whole lot faster. And it okay. takes a little bit of uh, adjustment to get mm-hmm. used to using the two screens, and that's a little disoriented initially because we're creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. But once you get adjusted to it, uh, it is well worth the time to, to learn a new habit. And mm-hmm. then the next thing would be desktop search. Stop wasting time trying to find resumes, documents, PowerPoints, Excels and emails. Do your own research and select what's good for you, but pick one. And you, and you need to be using one of them. Pick one, use it, and find which one's going to work for you, but that is a definite time saver. And everyone I've ever shown this to who's used it uh, says, wow, this really helps. What desktop search do you, tool do you use? I've, I've tried a variety of them. Uh, at my home, I use Copernic. Okay. And Copernic is rated uh, very highly on the web, but you know I have met different people that swear by different programs. So that's why I'm not really uh, endorsing one wholeheartedly because I've tried most of them, and any of them compared to not having one is going to add so much value. It's worth it. You just have to try the different programs to see what's best for you, but at home, the one I have settled on is Copernic. Okay. And then the fourth one would be uh, learn to communicate better. It takes less time to be succinct, particularly when you're communicating upward. Let your leadership ask for more granularities if they want it, because it takes you longer to write more. Makes sense. Hmm, makes sense. Now, is is your method uh, self-taught, or did you just sort of take a course in this? Because it seems very um, well thought out and structured. That's a good question. Uh, actually, my method is a combination of both uh, ed- educationally uh, taught technique and technique that I have uh, evolved myself. During a portion of my career when I was working in the pharmaceutical industry as a corporate trainer, our VP of sales was a fervent believer in the Franklin Day Planner. Mm. And he essentially mandated 
because the sales training was under the vice president of sales, he mandated that everyone would attend a Franklin Day Planner training. It was not optional. Okay. So I attended everything uh, that Covey had because I figured if I'm going to do this, I may as well dive in and get the full benefit. Sure. And so part of my philosophy came from uh, reading the book that went with the Cubbies, What Matters Most curriculum, which was valuable to me in the sense of focusing on the things you felt were critically important prior to getting busy. So when you were calm and you were not rushed and you thought, what do I really need to get done? What's going to move me forward? Okay, this is what I need to get done. Then when you get busy, you stay tethered to what you thought was important before the pressure came on. And then the backward planning piece came from the time I spent as an IT project leader. We were always looking at our critical path on the uh, project chart and calculating if we were on or off schedule in order to determine how panicked we thought we should feel at that <laughs> given moment. <laughs> so I gained an appreciation for saying this step takes two days, and today is Monday, so today and tomorrow, I really need to be getting this particular portion of the work done or else. I was kind of giving myself my own miniature deadline. Okay. And so the productivity pieces are an amalgamation of techniques I have learned from others and ones I have learned through formal study. And the workload can become really withering, and it can also motivate you to reach out to ask people how do you cope with this? I ask the questions, and I try the responses that people give me rapidly, discarding those that don't work for me after a reasonable trial period. So my, my techniques are a combination of learning from formal training or education and partly due to need. And I say people should try all the techniques and just rapidly decide if it works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, discard it, and find one that does work. Oh, I'm finding all this uh, fascinating. Um, tell me this, well, a recruiter running a, a full desk, uh, how can your strategy best help them? I think what I would share for the recruiter running a full desk would be to know what you need to get done today before you turn on your computer or walk in the door and stay tethered to it. Do not allow the hustle and bustle to pull you too far away from what should be the center of the, your work. That one comment or axiom can cover many scenarios. Uh, a couple specific tips. Automate. Take the time to automate your work. Look at what you do during a given day on a repetitive basis and determine what part of this work can you automate. And do so, and try to automate it, and if it works better automated, keep it, and if it doesn't, either find another way to automate it or don't automate it, but keep working until you can make that those repetitive tasks more productive. Tools, don't dig a ditch with a toothpick. <laughs> find good tools, and if someone says, well, I don't know what the good tools are, ask your expert peers what they are, because they know, and if you ask them, most of them will tell you. Focus on your end goal, hiring a great person for the organization. Everything you're doing should support that. Listen. 
being productive might mean that you listen better when you speak to your hiring manager so that you really know what they want before you go to look for it. Do it one time. We barely have time to do it once. You certainly don't have to do it the time to do it twice. Do it right the first time. And selling. When you have your, what I call, your fill candidate, mm-hmm. the person who feels right, right, looks right, they look strong, take some extra time and effort to sell that candidate. You're going to either wind up with a fill or you're going to wind up with the key information you needed to find the proper talent. You're going to generate forward momentum, and if you fill the job, you've now created more time for your other requisitions. Close your obvious ones out first, particularly if they are mission critical, which brings me to my next point with uh, regarding requisition loads, which seem to be escalating ever upward. Oh, yeah. Be realistic. Superman or Superwoman can't do 40 requisitions simultaneously with superb quality. So we're going to go back to breaking this workload down into bite-sized pieces, and prioritize them. It could be A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or it could be one, two, three, four, whatever your system is. Weight your work towards the jobs that are mission critical or have a tight fuse, which most people say that's all of them. Or if you can swoop in on a couple of the easier ones to quickly move them further ahead, that will keep your morale up while you return to some of the more involved work. Hmm. The next point, and this is one I've only learned recently pause even NASCAR drivers take a pit stop as fast as they go periodically you need to stop and breathe recover yourself see if you're on task go have yourself a cup of espresso or a cup of water take a quick walk then come back refreshed and recentered, and then start off again with that same high level of focus that you began the day with. Makes sense. Ask. Find someone who knows the answer and politely ask them how they do it. A big time waster I have found is when you get in a situation where you're not quite sure what to do and you're aimlessly flopping around, burning up precious time because you're not quite sure how to proceed, and you're too proud to ask. So I found there are times I need to put my ego in a box, I need to reach out to one of my networked peers or coworkers and say, hey, I'm getting bogged down on this, what do I need to do to break myself free? And that'll save you a ton of time. And then one of my favorites is uh, forward lean, fall forward, when you've totally run out of gas and you're out of energy, fall forward for the extra yard. (laughs) Make the extra lunge for the goal line. And I call that doing one more. And that could be doing one more call, doing one more search, replying to one more email. Just do that one more at the end of the day, and that adds up. I also wonder what... um what assistance you can give to a recruiter in terms of their learning process. Um, as you know, a recruiter has to know and remember all of these requisitions they have to fill. Uh, keep in mind those candidates that are best potential hires and how to separate what clients say they want from what they actually mean. 
uh, all that to say, uh, can you recommend the way recruiters can improve their memory? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut across the grain here and say minimize what you have to remember. Hmm. When adrenalized and pushed to the limit, the body is genetically programmed to shut down portions of cognitive thinking because we're programmed for survival. My personal strategy is to place priority on being able to rapidly find what I need versus attempting to remember intricate lists of information under pressure. And that's where your desktop search can save you repeatedly. So we return to the desktop search. It will, it will help you rapidly locate a hot list of jobs that you have previously before you were busy, mm -hmm. segmented by priority. It will help you find a task list of critical activities that you have to do today. It can help you find your candidate scheduling software or your calendar to keep up with your phone calls. You know, a mm -hmm. gourmet chef will have all their vegetables cut up and prepared prior to cooking. A professional fisherman will have all of their lures and all their gear ready to go before they put their boat in the water. So we need to have our critical activities laid out, know what they are, and have the resources available to tackle those activities. We need to have those ready to go before we start. Hmm. Client needs. Listen carefully and ask questions to help your client verbalize or write what they really must have. We hear a lot of must-haves, but in reality, when you start presenting the candidates, not all of those must-haves are the real must-haves. We need to determine those ahead of time. Repeat those needs back to them and ask them, is this what you really want? Document those needs and get them to sign off on them prior to whirling into action. If the client wants a hamburger with lettuce, tomato, and cheese, it's important to know this prior to preparing their food. Mm. That way you should be doing it once, not repeatedly. We don't have the time to do the same task ten times to get it right, and that will wreck your productivity. Prospects. Focus on the ones that look, sound, and feel right. Trust your intuition. Bring them to the forefront and either close them out or determine they really weren't right. Carefully note where you missed the mark and do not repeat that particular miss again. And make sure you are staying during this process, you're staying connected to the client and the process and what they've told you they must have. Wow, I feel like I've gone through a um, time-saving seminar here, and, and I definitely feel enriched by the things you said. Thank you for coming to the Recruiter's Lounge. Thank you, Jim. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. Some of the music provided tonight from the Pod Show Pod Safe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.
And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiters Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.